See, I usually say three, two, one, go. But you're counting up. You could have been counting to like a hundred, and I wouldn't have known. I blame alcohol. <laughs> I blame this new math. I blamed it on the ah 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 alcohol. Cultural reference. You gotta help me. It's a song. Okay. Speaking. That I just. Spoke the chorus of. Speaking of songs, I've listened to Love Shack like 30 times in the last 48 hours. I went and bought it on iTunes. Bang, bang! You what? Isn't it a great song, though? It's a terrible song, but I can't get it out of my you head. shut your whore mouth. It's got a fantastic hook. It's I got a, a car that's as big as a whale. It's a great song and you know it in your soul. I worry that my Fred Schneider impression is a little too close to an Al Jolson impression. <laughs> <laughs> the sign says, stay away, fools. Mammy, mammy, at the love shack. Love Shack Mammy. I'd go down on my knees at the Love Shack Baby. Hi, I'm Stephen Claypool. And I'm Nick Smith. And we have good ideas. So you don't have to. Consider this our proposal to you. This is Investors Needed. Wanna do like a a hard start? A hard open? <laughs> it's not a cold open, it's a hard open. <laughs> it's uh it's a warm open, a hot open that I'm envisioning. Alright. Um Let's let's do it like this. Um I'm gonna count back from three to one. Forwards or backwards? Backwards. It's go- it's gonna be three, two, one. And where I would normally say go, we are both going to say the first thing that pops into our head. And that's going to be our hot open, okay? Okay. All right. Three, two, two one. One. Bang, Apple bang! <laughs> Your what? Dead roof. Rest. Oh, we're leaving this all in. Well... See, as I've said on several podcasts before, I believe that you need to uh, to let the artist's vision breathe. You can't edit things down. <laughs> oh, so I, That's what people tune in for. Exactly. Well, no, I'm not going to go there. Ah. <coughs> Even we have standards. They're, they're low. They're very low, but we've got them. It's like, uh, We're monsters. We're not animals. Have, has Derek made you watch The Rocketeer? Yes. Okay. Uh, I keep thinking back to Paul Sorvino's line in there. I may be a crooked gangster, but I'm an American, he says before he fights Nazis. <laughs> hmm. I, I remember watching that for the first time, and I was with Derek. And we were going through it, and we got to a point, this was maybe 20 minutes into the movie. And I stopped and I said, okay, so Timothy Dalton is a film star. He wants this jetpack for some reason. There are only two possible motivations he can have. Number one is he thinks that the jetpack will make him a bigger star. Or number two is he's a Nazi. Spoiler alert. He didn't want to be a bigger star. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, do you have anything that's going to make us some money? Oh boy, do I. Let me get my pen. So, America is moving into its cities. Yes, yes. The urbanization of America has been underway for decades. Yes, that's true. But one problem that's been plaguing many cities is how to deal with public transportation. Very true. Um, 
buses have been somewhat effective, but a lot of uh, fossil fuel emissions. Well, and, and the problem with a bus is... It's the same problem in a city with a car. You know, car traffic equals bus traffic. Exactly. Uh, that's how you get Atlanta. Yes. Um, trains are good, mm-hmm. but it's a lot of infrastructure that you have to build in order to establish a light rail or subway or... Any, trolley or whatever cutesy name you're going to have for your city's uh, local train system. The people mover. <laughs> and that, that takes years. You Even before construction, you have permits, you have taxpayer approval. It's a complicated process. I mean, it's city council meetings, and yeah. God, who wants to go yeah. to a city council meeting? You've got the 8th District alderman standing up for hours on end, <laughs> talking about how no one's fixed his air conditioning. Exactly. Okay, so I'm I'm with you so far. So we need something, a 21st century solution. Okay. 21st century is the YouTube century. Okay. And you know what's on YouTube? Videos of people base jumping in flying squirrel suits. Okay. So here's my idea. Mm-hmm. We shoot people out of air pressure cannons in flying squirrel suits to get across town. Hmm. Now, presumably, once in the air, you would have to navigate in your own flying squirrel suit. I mean, it, it's it's not an automated process. There's some skill involved. Yeah, but you have maximum control over it. So it mm-hmm. all of the individual convenience of a car... Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're using less fossil fuels. Mm -hmm. You're not clogging the roads. Yep. This is the flying car. It's the flying you, if we're being perfectly honest. We skipped the car. What do you need a car for when you can fly? Yeah. Um... So so I just want to get the full picture. So so I'm in... I'm in Queens right now. Yes. Ostensibly, if I were trying to make the work commute into Manhattan... I would, rather than get on a train, I would go to the roof of my building, be shot... I mean, uh, air pressure cannons aren't cheap. You can't just put one on the roof of every goddamn building. You gotta go down to the station. Go down to the... And And so, okay, so the gentleman with the slide rule will figure out... You tell him where you want to go, and he'll figure out, you know, factoring in the wind, Mm -hmm. he'll he'll use his slide rule to figure out exactly how much pressure to put on the cannon. One one cannon per station. It it depends on how much traffic goes okay, through that particular fair. Fair. Uh, uh, hub. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got a you got a big transit hub, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you don't you don't want to put a, a friggin' one cannon station at Grand Central. <laughs> Presumably, uh, you're you're getting launched a few seconds staggered. I mean, you just have to kind of reach the peak peak altitude, and then the next guy's good to go. Oh yeah, I mean, once you shoot you, that I mean. It it takes a few seconds to load, so they can. I mean, they will. You'll be clear by the time that they'll be able to shoot another person. That's good. That's good. So you're in the air. So I go down to the local depot. I get launched over the East River, deploy mm-hmm. my flying squirrel suit, and yeah. gently glide down to the office. Exactly, and okay. you'll land. You'll land, be able to land right at the front door. Just walk through the revolving glass door mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah, you'll be at work. So I think that there there is good raw potential in this idea, but I think that we need we've uh, we've got some room for refinement. I mean, yeah, you're gonna have to put your coffee in a Camelback, but okay, you're gonna get to work a lot faster. Let me check that off my list. Yeah. Um. Num- number two. Um. There is. Uh, I I don't want to. I don't want to make it sound like there's going to be a lot of fatalities, but if you get into a fender bender on the street, 
you're pretty upset and your car's a little dinged up, if you get into a fender bender in your flying squirrel suit, both participants are probably going to die. Um, can we get a waiver for that? Like when you, you get don't... when you get your squirrel suit, can we make them sign a waiver? Stefan. Yeah. How many traffic fatalities are there every year? I don't know, Nick. How many traffic fatalities are there every year? I don't know either, but it's several th- it's thousands upon thousands mm-hmm. of traffic fatalities every year. Mm-hmm. People aren't suing Ford because they died in a car accident. That's that's a good point. That's a good point. P- people know the risk. Like the, exactly. Yeah. It's, oh, oh, you you didn't want uh, your husband to die in his flying squirrel suit. Maybe your husband should have been a better flying squirrel. That's not our problem. Exactly. Do you really think this is more dangerous than cars? Um, I can't think of a single reason why it would be. Not a exactly. single reason. Exactly. Okay. More importantly, uh, how do we make money off of this? I've got a few thoughts. Um, you know, we could develop the cannons if we wanted but the problem with developing the cannons is there's a huge capital outlay there i mean we we've got years of r&d that would need to happen and while we have some sunk cost already out in new southwest i really do think that this would be an issue where we would have to dump more money in there than i would like to or frankly that we have what are you thinking what i'm thinking is um we can sort of build our revenue stream off the bureaucracy side of this. Mm. Um, it across really two dimensions. One is we handle the uh, we handle the permit process, we handle the training process, we handle the flying squirrel licensing process, each of which comes with a hefty fee. And you know you have to go through training; it's mandatory because you can't have some kind of amateur flying squirrel cutting between buildings in Manhattan. That's just not up to standard. So we handle that, very little capital outlay on our part, and we charge reasonable, which is to say reasonable to us, fees for this. I think that's number one. Number two is I, I want to take some, uh, some principles that you see in sort of smartphone app design. Uh, I'm thinking particularly chat apps. You know, you think of something like Line or WeChat. They're not making money off of their app or even off of ads. They're making money off of selling you little packs of stickers and shit, like little emoticons you can put in. What I'm saying is you've got your standard flying squirrel suit, or you can ante up and upgrade your flying squirrel suit's aesthetics. You want it to look like a real squirrel suit? Awesome. You want to look like Batman? Awesome. You just got to pay a little more. You know what's in right now? What's in? Nerds. Mm-hmm. And you, you know what every freaking nerd would buy? A Super Mario Brothers 3 flying, flying squirrel, squirrel tanuki suit. suit. Yes! They absolutely would. That's... I just made us half a million dollars. You, right you did. Uh, you, you've just paid for all of the, uh, all the bureaucracy. Okay, so we've got, uh, yeah, we've we've got not better suits, but different suits. Suits, uh, suits tailored to your individual needs. That's good. So we cover the bureaucratic side of this, and then we also cover the accessorizing side of this, and that's two mm-hmm. revenue streams right there. That's good. Yeah, yeah <clears throat> man, I, I I just love the accessorizing thing, man. Mm-hmm. Dude, oh man, can you wait to be freaking? Gliding over New York mm-hmm. in your fucking pterodactyl suit. <laughs> this is this is the future of American cities, Stefan. It's true. Nothing screams the future like pterodactyls. <laughs> So, can we increase the bureaucracy here? Because I really think if we, uh, you know, the, the city of New York's government, and really any major city government, has its own level of incompetence and corruption. I think we, so what, we can I, take advantage. We can take yeah, advantage. We can totally of take advantage. Yeah. What we do is we start a, a small not-for-profit uh, corporation, um, the um, uh, New York... Uh, 
agency of of flying squirrel operations mm-hmm. and we just basically we just have to pretend nafso nafso yes. new york agency of flying squirrel operations nafso yeah nafso just has to pretend that it is a part of the new york city government <laughs> it doesn't actually have to be it's just a convenient name it just needs to pretend and there's so many far-flung agencies of the city's government that no one's going to question it. After a few months, they'll just figure that where is le- that it's a that it's a part of the city. Where's legitimate as the Port Authority or the New York Rangers? Exactly. <laughs> At least it's legitimate as the Islanders. <laughs> <laughs> we can panhandle and be more legitimate than the New York Islanders. <laughs> Um, okay. Um, the, the other component of it is that there's going to be some regulatory issues because you're going to have, okay, so we're going up in the air, but if we're launching like 8 million New Yorkers into the air <laughs> during rush hour, there's probably going to be some traffic issues. <laughs> Uh, hey, that's the fucking FAA's problem, not fucking the Oh, Yapsa. that's true. That's okay. Let <laughs> them deal with yeah, that it's, shit. It's the FAA. They're, okay, I like that. Um, so we can get them to handle that. We might have to handle the noise complaints um, that come from our pterodactyl men shrieking through <laughs> the canyons of New York. There might be some... Hey, you want to infringe on their First Amendment rights to free pterodactyl yelling? (laughs) Free calls. Call! Oh, man, and I can't... That's a protected speech. Pterodactyl calls are protected speech. I can't wait to see the bird-themed gangs that form. (laughs) Yes! The Parliament of Rooks is coming! (laughs) Yo, boy, are you a rook or are you a crow? Do you believe in murder or a parliamentary system of government? Oh, this is what the the people who made Dumbo had in mind. This, this is what we need to do uh, if if we ever remake the Warriors. <laughs> Sky Warriors. Sky Warriors. <laughs> Either you're a bluebird or you get the fuck out. <laughs> Is this pigeon country? <laughs> it's brilliant. It's brilliant. And entirely plausible is what I like most about it. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> with, with the obesity problem in America today, I also really just kind of like the the scientific challenge of launching 350 pound men into the air in flying squirrel suits. Good luck, buddy. You have any idea how much better YouTube is going to (laughs) get when they have videos of, of 350 pound men splattering into the sides of buildings. I'm just imagining Artie Lang getting launched out of a can, <laughs> hitting the side of a building, sticking, and then sliding down. <laughs> I love it. I love that plan. That's a good plan. Uh, is there uh, is there kind of any stone we've left unturned here? I think we nailed it. Yeah, good job. I th- I think that's good. Yeah, top that shit, All right. Stefan. So, I'm coming at it from a very different angle here. Um, <laughs> Which is to say, from the fucking ground. Yes, uh, burrowing is going to be our mode of transportation. <laughs> you, get, you just get a giant drill on the front of your head. We're going to breed enormous earthworms. <laughs> Um, no, uh, uh, my, my idea 
you, know, you, you talk about the, the 21st century being the YouTube century, uh, but it's also the, uh, the century of litigation. We are an extremely mm. litigious culture right now. But I would contend not litigious enough. Ooh. When you think about the problem with sort of the uh, the lawsuits and the legal industry, it's extremely costly from everyone's perspective. It takes forever. And at the end of the day, no one is really that happy. Have you ever heard of a concept called microfinance? Yes. It's been the next big thing for about the last 15 years. But oh, don't, yeah. don't worry, this is the year that it's going to catch. Um, <laughs> we'll let it breathe. Um, but Stefan, yeah, for our, our listeners at home, please explain the concept of microfinance. So microfinance... Basically, you as a lending institution or an investor make extremely small loans with presumably fairly high interest rates to um, small businessmen, to people in third world countries who are trying to get businesses or operations off the ground and need a little bit of capital to make it happen. It's generally considered a, a pretty revolutionary concept in uh, underdeveloped nations that are trying to build their economies and really is conceived of primarily as a, a means of constructing small business where the national infrastructure might not necessarily be in place. Mm -hmm. um, the only word out of all of that that matters to my idea is micro. Um, <laughs> so are, are, are we taking out car loans on micro machines? We, is that <laughs> very small car loans for very small cars? <laughs> no, um, I, I think that we should consider the idea of micro litigation, which is to say, okay, so it takes some kind of big violation of the law to go to court for litigation, or a big, someone's been wronged in a way that, that uh, should be or, or seems illegal. But there are so many laws on the books now that basically anything can be illegal. I think we take advantage of that in people's daily lives. So minor disputes, like who left the toilet seat up, why are these slippers on the stairs, can be turned into legal events. Here's the catch. Okay, dad's gonna sue mom because mom uh, left, uh, left her slippers on the stairs. Sounds good. Two quick phone calls. You have two micro litigators, that is, people specializing in micro litigation, not very small litigators, <laughs> at, at the front door within half an hour. Along with a micro-judge, again, specializing in micro-judging, not a very small judge. At the door, in half an hour, I mean, quicker than you can get a pizza delivered. <laughs> Quickly hear the dispute. Each micro-litigator makes his or her case in five minutes or less, and the judge issues a ruling with damages. Now those damages, let's say the damages are 10 bucks. Okay, so the winning party gets about six bucks out of that. The winning micro litigator gets two bucks. The judge gets one buck and we get a buck for being the broker. How do we succeed with this? Volume! Imagine the number of petty disputes that could be resolved in this method for a low, low price of $10. Micro litigation, baby. Wave of the future. I love it. Where's my gavel? Where's my tape measure gavel? <laughs> I can't hammer with this thing. <laughs> Set it to three inches. Uh, 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 huh. That's two and a quarter, you moron. I, I hammered with my tape measure and it... It shrunk from three. Also, I dented my desk. So what do you think? 
sirs. So it's basically a delivery Judge Judy. A delivery Judge Judy for low-cost, very petty disputes. I appreciate that the volume mm-hmm. is is going to, to be helpful. Yeah. But I feel like the disputes need to be... I, I, I'm sure that that's just your example, but I feel like the disputes need to be a little bit, a little bit bigger than $10. Okay. Well, there's two, but, there's two ways to take that. One is we could charge per dispute, or we could charge a subscription. Oh, mm-hmm. you genius. So you, uh, you pay, let's say, 15 bucks a month for all damages up to X number. But if mm. you're using it over that, then you got to pay per damage. Mm-hmm. You're... <laughs> Your your uh your uh, uh dispute insurance deductible more or less exactly exactly. Um, <clears throat> the, there are a few things that I would like your help figuring out. Sure. Um, number one. I mean, look, the micro litigators—they're real litigators, but. Passing the bar is so passe. (laughs) Oh, God. Hey, who needs to to pass the bar? So I'm wondering how we might might recruit and train these folks. Okay. Well, once upon a time, in order to become a priest, you needed to go through... Divinity school and all of these nonsense just to just to get ordained. You had to know something about being a priest. But now in the age of the internet, the Universal Life Church, you can just say, I want to be a priest and get the certificate right online. Okay. Why can't we do that for the law? For, for a reasonable fee. Absolutely. Um, an application fee. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Not just an application fee. We can have an app. Brilliant. So, and uh, it's you know it's not a license into perpetuity. You you don't get licensed to act as micro litigation your entire life. Oh, you got to pay a subscription every every uh, year, month, week. We're talking micro. We can shrink this to to whatever hey, increment we want. You want to be in the club? Mm-hmm. You got to pay your per diem. Membership eight. For- <laughs> It's good. So we recruit them online. We put them through our uh, our online training questionnaire. Mm-hmm. Because I really don't think that the we we yeah we put them through the training questionnaire. Mm-hmm. We don't actually bother grading it. No, no, we go, just, no, just make them answer the it, questions. The, the, the question is, uh, the questions are uh, name, address, date of birth, and social security number. Oh, no, we ask them a, a, a laundry list of questions about the law. We don't record the but, answers but, anywhere, well, but we, we not, just want to ask them the questions. Those aren't required fields. Well, That's the secret. You can hit submit and <laughs> you're, you're good. Shit. It doesn't you're matter. Good. Fuck it. Uh, no, you come. You come through <clears throat> that process. You become a licensed micro litigator, and, and really, I mean, look, we're talking about petty disputes between family members and friends. A mastery of the law is not what you need to resolve those disputes. Hell no. Yep. You just need to be able to take control of the situation and make an appropriate appeal to the uh, the micro judge of your choice. Exactly. Hmm. That's good. That's good. There will be a lot of father-in-laws involved in this. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of this thing, is that it doesn't matter if the decision is capricious. No, no. In fact, because, it's encouraged. Because it's binding. Oh, yeah. There's no appeal. There's no appeals process. Hell no. There's no circuit. Oh, maybe there oh, is. Oh, maybe there is an appeals process. Oh yeah. <laughs> For the low, low price of 
$25.95. If you'd like to sign up for a premium membership, you get access... <laughs> a premium membership includes... To the Gold Circuit Appeals Court. Includes the right of appeal. Where your case can be heard before someone who may actually have passed the bar. May have. Or may have passed a bar on his way home from work. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I've passed that bar for six days. Um, that's good. I like the idea of, uh, of paid tiers for appeals. Mm-hmm. That's smart. And you know what? Yeah, and this can this these tiers these tiers can go real high. Oh yeah. Look, look. The federal government is in a bit of a deficit right now. Oh yeah. If there was a little something in it for them, mm-hmm. what's to say that we couldn't get a case writ of certiorari and into the freaking Supreme Court? <sighs> if our members Ponied up. Well, even Stephen Breyer has a price. <laughs> uh, so we can take this tiered membership in any number of, uh, uh, like, we can have all sorts of tiers. It could. Well, you you, you do it. Kind of, again, going back to software pricing. So, you've got your base level subscription. Then you're freemium. You're, you're fr- exactly. Then you've got sort of the next level up. Um, the premium level, your gold level, your uh, platinum level, your supreme level, all of that. And you have prices to go into each of those. And yeah, the more you pay, the closer you get to actual law. Yeah, and of course... At- at any given time, you know, if if you're at a lower tier level, you can pay upgrade pricing. Just mm-hmm. add that balance on to move to the next tier. You're not locked into that first tier when you sign up. Oh, yeah. And uh, eventually, if you play your cards right, you too can watch as Clarence Thomas sits silently and says nothing to you. While you present your argument like a sternly disapproving father. If the price is right. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, so, subscription pricing, different tiers, eventually actual law. And um, I, I, re- I really do think sort of the, the microtransaction component is what's important here. This is affordable to anyone, even the folks who can't hire big city lawyers. This, we will come to your trailer park. We absolutely will. And we'll make it up on volume because we are confident of two things. One, everyone is going to have very petty things that they want someone else to resolve. And two, the kind of people who have those petty things are probably going to have more than one. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good idea. And I really think if we get it off the ground quick enough, we will have plenty of flying squirrel lawsuits on our hands before too long. <laughs> uh, another uh, wrinkle to this. Okay. So I mean, we're going to be doing this on volume. Oh, yeah. I would say that Patterns are going to develop just on laws of high numbers. Mm -hmm. We are going to be able to create a sort of common law just by virtue of this. We might be able to sell books if we can um, assemble enough of like of this data to kind of figure out you know in this situation this in this situation this we might be creating a whole new form of law here well what why limit it to books 
We could uh, we could create videos. We could hold seminars. We could we could do any number of things to educate poorly educated people about this fake law we've created. We could found an accrediting um, organization, yeah. found institutions, and then accredit those institutions, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then get in on some of that student loan money. Oh yeah. Oh, that's where the magic is. If we can get on that sweet, sweet Sally Mae train. <laughs> yeah. I like we I feel like we've covered all of our bases here because we've got the core product with a very well-defined pricing model. We our target market is enormous because it's every asshole in the world. Um, we are controlling the transactions. We're controlling uh, the <clears throat> legal side of it. And we are educating the next generation. Um, and by doing so, we are establishing proper standards and understanding of this shared common law that we have so that you know god damn it the next time i walk into a men's room i do not take the stall directly next to the guy who's already there i go down one more oh yeah common standards common etiquette that's what we've lost in this fucking country we have lost our uniting cultural forces we have forgotten how to live in the same place as other goddamn people why why because we are too fucking concerned about whether or not we are getting our fair share fuck that shit we decide if you're getting your fair share for the low low price of 14.99 a month that's exactly right stefan yes we are america is going to get its etiquette back yes because it, we are going to teach America how to get its etiquette back, and they are going to pay us for it. How America got her groove back. Etiquette exactly. Back. How I learned to stop worrying, and Stella got her groove back. <laughs> That's good. That's real good. Mm-hmm. Do you have any other money-making ideas? Oh, yes, I do. Oh, boy. Hit me with it. So, I have a feeling some of our ideas, in spite of how hard we've tried to avoid this, some of our ideas might be a little controversial. I don't... Fine, I'll allow it. It seems ridiculous. But we might... We might suffer a little bit of blowback. And, uh, you know, maybe we're going to have to some things to answer for vis-a-vis ethical health code, human right issues. Like, we're going to need some people on our side. We're going to need some advocacy. And you know what we need? Lobbyists. A think tank. You were so close. I was. A think tank. Okay. So we, we need an institution to create a phony baloney rationale for our cruelty. Exactly. Okay. We need, we need think tank. Like, mm, imagine what we could, you and I, oh, yeah. could do with a think tank at our disposal. Okay. I like this. I like this. So here's what we do. Okay. We start scouting the universities for the top-end talent mm-hmm. that's coming out of, of their undergraduate pools. Okay, so t- top-end students, not professors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. students. Okay, so they're, you they're know, young and naive and can be shaped to our will. We're kind of, we're kind of looking for... I say, like, the, our pool of people mm-hmm. is kind of the upper 10%... Like, we start, like, with the junior class, like, with the upper 10% of the class of, mm-hmm. like, the best 30 universities and, and small colleges in in, in America. Okay. And we're looking – here's what we're looking for. We're looking for bright minds mm-hmm. 
we're looking for people that might not have a lot of uh, connections. Mm-hmm. Maybe some people that might not be missed that much. <laughs> Loners. And we kind of get our our, our field of of uh, we start we start courting the most promising candidates. Mm-hmm. And when they graduate, mm-hmm. you know, we invite them in for an interview. Yep. And that's when we turn on the gas. Turn on the gas. And we bring them to New Southwest. Bring them to New Southwest. They they wake up. They're like, oh, where am I? And we push the button on the console. The floor opens, and they drop into the think tank. <laughs> not yet, my friend. They're not ready for the think tank yet. Oh, my. We need to break them first. Ah, okay. So, we've got... Okay, so what what kind of education, like, there are smart kids, but what's the field of study that would prepare you for a career like this? Like, wh- what majors are we targeting? Philosophy. <laughs> Did you study philosophy? Check. Did you write a dissertation on Nietzsche? Check. You're in. We want philosophy majors. Think about it. We want people who can rationalize anything we come up with. We want people who are... It's not a huge stretch to kind of reach a place where morality is a little more fluid. Uh, Could we add religion majors? Eh, If we have the right kind of morality. Okay. So we want morally flexible, um, mm-hmm. extremely intelligent, socially isolated. Uh, we need some English majors as well. Mm, yes, absolutely. Bring them out to New Southwest. Um, now, when you say break them, I, I want to get a little more perspective on what you mean there. Because, I mean, my, my interpretation of this is... Yes, we've kidnapped them under you know the pretense of giving them a job, but we are giving them a job, so it's not a false pretense. No. Um, these are morally flexible loner types. I don't think that we're going to have to put too much effort into bringing them around to our way of thinking. I mean, we don't have to. <laughs> But, you know, if we've got some time to kill. But we don't, we want to be sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, Not just anyone gets to rationalize our immoral actions. We don't even get to do that. So we're going to need to make some some videos that, that are going to be played nonstop over a period of months. Okay. So what you're saying is, okay, here's, hmm. again, you know, I, I keep thinking about New Southwest, and I think about, yes, we have, we've sunk a tremendous amount of, of money into that, but because it was through blackmailing an interior department official, it's all tax deductible in the end. I'm not absolutely. I'm not terribly worried about making that money back there. Um, but check me on this. We can just rent out that space in New Southwest. We rent it out to the types of Eastern European cartels that would specialize in kidnapping and breaking people, and then we make and sell those cartels the tapes that they would use to do it. So oh. so we're charging them rent, and we're getting money from the tape sales. That's like fucking Tybo, man. We're doing better than, better than we could do just using the space on our own. Um, but we but we gotta have a, but 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 who's gonna be in our think tank then? 
Oh no, that that's the point. We we get these people when they're done. We're just subcontracting out the kidnapping and breaking, partially for uh, for efficient use of capital, partially for liability. That's fair. Yeah, really, ex-KGB people are going to be so much more effective. They with know these what they're doing. They ever be. They've got the experience. They're not doing much now. There's not a lot of demand for their skills. There's not a ton of KGB left. Okay. So I also um oh no, no, no go 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 go. Say, so we we go through that process, we have our think tank. Um how do we deploy it? Well, we have them you know, just every so often re- releasing information that, mm-hmm. that says, "Hey, um flying squirrel suit uh deaths are are down 3% this quarter." Mhm. Okay, so we have them essentially provide some kind of real rationale mm-hmm. for what we're trying to do. Yeah, occasionally maybe go on a talk show. Exactly. I also I also came up with another think tank idea that's just mostly exists to soak up uh, 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 money okay. for us. It's just pure profit. That's my favorite type of profit. Yeah, I mean most of these think tanks they're not they're non-profit ventures which means i can ta- ma- which means tax deductible i can make any amount of free cash flow look like a non-profit venture buddy exactly so the, i i've come up with, with uh, an idea for a think tank that um that i think will 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 pass muster okay it, it is uh, the institute for the investigation of fundamental truths that sounds so Orwellian and official. Really, their role... Mm-hmm. There is nobody out there checking to make sure that one plus one is really two. <laughs> How do we know? Ever? Yeah, we, we try it and it always comes out as two... But, you know, it's, if it just comes out as three, even once, then the entire mathematical system is upended. Exactly. Well, that, that's what we're there for. Yeah, exactly. We are making sure that all of those things we assume to be true are actually true. So we've got one room where a guy just has his TI-83 out, and he's punching one plus one equals, one plus one equals, one plus one equals. We've got another room where a guy is picking up and dropping a ball repeatedly just to make sure gravity's still in effect. Yes, we could do that, Mm -hmm. but I think you're missing the point. Okay, what's the point? We don't need to pay anybody to do any of that. Look... I could bullshit a paper that's, that explains why 1 plus 1 actually equals 2 mm-hmm. in a fucking weekend. Yeah. You have. <laughs> that's what college wants for me. <laughs> so why do we need to actually pay people to, to do that? Okay. We know that that's what it is. Yeah. We, don't, we don't need to necessarily tell the outside world that we're not actually doing the legwork on this stuff. Yeah. Because we're just there to confirm stuff that people already know. It's a think tank. You can't see inside of a tank. The walls are not made of glass. No. No. Okay. So what you're really saying is we need to establish a non-profit. Mm-hmm. A 501c3. Okay. Um... We call it the Institution for the Investigation of Fundamental Truths. Mm-hmm. We, over the course of a weekend, write white papers explaining why the things you already know are true. Yeah, and basically, we only need to put out, like, what, one every two or three months or so yeah. to make people believe that we're actually doing work that's worthwhile. And people will believe it because it confirms what they already know. Exactly. They're not going to be like, well, yeah. 
I, I guess he's right. The sky is blue. Yeah. No no one's going to, after reading that, like, oh, okay, so you, you get some, like, idealistic inv- investigative journalist who says, I don't really trust what those guys out there at, uh, at the Institute for Investigation of Fundamental Truths are doing. Oh, okay, so, he, okay, this guy's a fucking flat earther now. What, are you going to say the earth is not round? Hmm? <laughs> We're just telling you what you already know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cuba could- and all the all the, all I mean you can BS it all it's easy to BS because it all checks out. Exactly. Mhm. That's the problem with BSing stuff. Yeah. A lot of the time is that you're not really sure that you're necessarily going to be right, but in this case we can You're say- absolutely going to be right. We can say with Total confidence that what we are about to lie to you about is definitely true. See? It works. It's foolproof. That's good. And I, re- I really like the tax angle on that. And I'm glad that you've done the advanced research for that. Because that's smart. Mm-hmm. I have one more small idea before we check out. Fire away. Okay. Uh, so I, I was at a restaurant the other day with some friends, and mm. uh, we ordered our food, and we had our meal, and the check came. And what happens when the check comes? Chaos. Chaos. I put in a 20, so I should get five back. Now, I laid in, I've only got three ones. I don't have any cash. I've only got a card. Blah, blah, blah. You, you need a goddamn actuary there to figure out what the hell is going on with your bill. So let's put an actuary there. (laughs) (sighs) That's all I got. I have, I mean, I have a couple of the things, but they're not really, I I, I think we've done enough. Do do you have anything uh, that you could get out in 10 seconds that we could end strong on? No, I don't really have anything like that. I think we're just going to have to end with soft. God damn it. (laughs) We started hard and we ended soft. That's what she said. Uh. I feel dead inside. (laughs) I'm not the one that said that's what she said. You could have just said hi-o, like a gentleman. You want to do that again? Yeah. Let me... Should... Let's, uh, well, let's, sure. sync up. Well, let's sync up on the hi Okay, should we do it... Uh, do we do it as Whimsical Joker, or do we do it as Ed McMahon? Or do we go full McMahon? Let's just do a few takes of it. Okay. Um, we started hard, and we ended soft. hi All right, one more time. We- don't don't make the the saying it sound canned. Make it sound like it, it comes out of the conversation. Okay. Yeah, you know we uh, we started hard and we ended soft. Hey oh! Yes. <laughs>